Episode 72, Finish Lines, Redefining Who You Are. Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Cami Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified triathlon life and weight coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlon. I'm here to assist you in gaining a stronger body and mind, and I'm excited to help you discover your inner athlete. Let's go. Hello, everyone. How's it going? I wonder what you're up to today and wonder where you are in these parts of the world. I know this last weekend, I listened to lots of podcasts as I was driving in the car, a total of 18 hours. So maybe you guys are driving in the car, maybe you're on vacation, or maybe you're just doing school carpooling, school pickup. I don't know what you're doing. Or maybe you're running. That's what I, that's another time I listen to podcasts. But yeah, I was in the car for 18 hours because I was taking my daughter. I live in Colorado. I was taking her to Utah State. So that was nine and a half hours and then nine and a half hours back. So within three days, lots of driving, but lots of podcasting time, lots of reflecting. It's pretty bizarre to have my oldest now in college. And then to think about, it's funny because she's living in the same dorm hall as where I lived. <laughs> so really kind of nostalgic, kind of weird to think that I'm old enough, which I am, of course, old enough to have a daughter. But that's all, I was like, am I actually dropping a daughter off at the same place I was all these years ago? And think about how much I've learned in my life. It was pretty cool and pretty interesting to think about I, what, I, what I thought life was going to be like when I was 18 and what life is like now that I'm 45. And to be honest, as I was just talking to one of my clients about the things when I was like thinking about all the things that I learned from that time, the things that I learned that have really helped me out in my life a lot have been the times when I probably actually have failed and that failure has actually gotten me to find success. So it was really weird because as I'm thinking about my daughter and wanting her to not really fail and fly more. I'm like, actually, when we fail, we learn how to then take what we've learned and actually learn to fly better. So we'll see where her journey and her path takes her, but it's an interesting time. But we're not talking about that today. (laughs) A little tangent for y'all. We are going to talk about finish lines because not last weekend, but the weekend before, I went to the Leadville 100 mountain bike race where my brother races. And usually I'm the one racing, but this time I was actually the spectator. So I had some time to see things from a different way and to gain a different perspective from the sidelines versus being the one racing. And I really had some good insights that I want to share with you and the importance of finish lines in our lives. And um, just, just what really got me thinking about this, besides the fact that it was awesome to see him, you know, we start a race and we're excited and then just in the mountain bike race, we actually supported his water stops in triathlon. You don't really do that, but we went to different water stops to give him his water and his food. So I saw him throughout the different hours of the day racing and just to see the different emotions expressed just on his face. It was just as I like to do, you know, apply it to life. But a lot of times in the middle, we, um, have had some frustrations or some failure or some things probably haven't gone the way we wanted to. And of course that happens when we race. His race was like seven hours. Some people's race of that course is like 12 hours. So the the variation that will happen in a day like that is so interesting to see. But 
even, even that, even taking all that in, making sure you get nutrition in and you're like 11,000 feet above sea level, plus you go up higher. So trying to learn to breathe and take all that in and to see how these men and women were fighting to stay in, in the messy middle when I sure when the heat got coming in and it was getting hot and they were getting tired and the hours were getting longer, there were some thoughts they were battling that why did I sign up for this? Like, why am I having these? Why am I trying to make it to the finish line? And that's what I want to talk about today is why those finish lines are so important because I saw a lot of these people battling it out. And fortunately enough, since my brother is one of the first finishers, because he's so awesome, he and he not, well, he is awesome, but because he works really hard and he pushes himself and he's, you know, continued throughout the years to excel and keep getting better and better. But the fact that I got to sit there and watch a lot of people finish as they came across and just to see the um, accelerate, you know, how exhilarated they were in their face and how happy they were to cross the line and just the things they'd say when they'd finish the line. And um, I think I was looking up the definition for finish line and it's not only it's the end of the race, but it's also the fulfillment of the objective that you set out to do. And that's really where I want to hone in on is that there's times in our lives where we just finish something. But I, for this podcast, I really want to talk about finish lines and really how they redefine who you are. So, so, so often, and I think it'll be interesting to reflect into our life is that as we um, get older and we, you know, the moms that listen, or even the dads, is that sometimes we're not even putting finish lines in our life. Because the people that were deciding to do the Leadville 100 mountain bike race, they had to intentionally choose to do that race. And I would hope that they would have to intentionally choose to practice, find some training plan, find something that every, that they would get themselves better all the time in their ability to mountain bike so they could show up at the race and do a hundred mile race. So all from when we sign up for something like that, all the way until they make it to the finish line, there's steps along the way they're doing to develop themselves, to get better. And this is the part that I want to talk about before I dive into finish lines is that people, you don't, you don't necessarily have to choose finish lines in your life, right? You don't actually have to go out and for the sake of argument, we're going to talk about racing finish lines, but there's various finish lines in your life. And the way I want to talk about defining a finish line is something that we're choosing in our life to make us better or to, um, you know, have a deeper understanding of ourselves. So whatever kind of goal you're choosing to do, it's something that you're choosing to do that's going to make you better. So it's not something that you choose that that involves other people, but it is something that we're choosing to do in ourselves. So if that's going back to school to get your degree, if that's, you know, doing something in your business, and if, um, if it's something to grow your business, and then you have a goal at the end of like one year, what, you know, what I want to do in one year, then you'd see it, that'd be your finish line. So those are very variations of having finish lines. And we're just going to talk about having finish lines, mostly like race forms, because I, I am a coach for triathlons or marathons or whatever, but then how we apply that to our life. So I want to start out by asking a couple of questions, but, and I know people have said this to me too, but you would often say, why have a finish line? Will it make me happier? Well, will it make me happier to go and do this race or to create this business or to go back to school? And this is the part I want you to listen to that life is still 50, 50 going and doing these things are not necessarily going to make us happier, but it is going to expand 
and it's going to help us broaden our view of things. It's going to, like I've, like I've said this, it's going to help redefine who we are. And so here's an example that one of my, I've heard my coaches use before is that there's three mountains that we're going to go climb. One, the smaller one, which we can get there faster, it'll be quicker, and we can get to the top, and there's going to be a lot less time involved, and we can, you know, we can see out a little bit when we get to a, a, t- a small mountain, you can still see the view, or, you know, there's the middle one, which is going to be halfway, you know, it's going to be a little bit harder, but not as hard, or there's going to be the one that's the hardest, most painful, there's going to be switchbacks, it's going to take time, we're going to have probably some frustration getting up there. But when we get to the top of that, the view and our perspective has changed. And we, and that's the thing I want to tell people when we choose finish lines in our lives. That's why I want us to say that it is a way to redefine who we are because along the way, when we're climbing up that mountain or when we're doing that finish line, the setbacks, the frustration, all the things that come to us or the failure, you know, if we fall, like literally fall down climbing the mountain and we get back up, that's how we start seeing what we're made of. And that's how we start seeing that we, a lot of times in life, we don't even know how much courage we really possess inside of us until we do something like that. And then we begin to see what, what's really inside of us, what, how much courage we really have. And that's why I think it's so amazing when we have finish lines, when we push ourselves, you know, like I talk about all the time out of the comfort zone to see what really is out there. So it's important for us to see that it's not happiness that will bring it to us. It will help us just know who we are more and will broaden our perspective of life and we'll be able to tap into another level and have a deeper understanding. We'll elevate ourselves. All those things are the reason why I really want us to see how finish lines help us or having a goal, having to start something and have a finish line to that, have a, have a date and a time set for that, to see all the ways that we learn from where we are at, where we don't know if we can make it to the finish line, all the things that we learn that will get us to the finish line. And so the next question I want to pose is why do people not have finish lines? Why as an adult do we decide we, we don't go out and intentionally choose a finish line, intentionally choose something that's going to have us climb to the highest mountain, right? Climb and push ourselves to a higher mountain. And I came up with three reasons, which I'm sure there's a lot, but we'll just focus in on three of them. And it's the fear of failing. Like if we set a finish line, then a lot of the times that fear will come up and we could fail. That's possible. We could fail. Another one is that we don't really believe we can do it. We don't, because at right now we can't do that. So our brain wants to be like, you can't really do that. But it's the steps we learn along the way that actually help us to do that. And the last one is that it seems hard. That our brain wants to tell us like, well, it just seems hard. So why would you want to do something hard? But it's in the hard that actually redefines who we are. So I am going to take some of my stories that I'm going to tell you and some of these different athletes that have finished these different races from an awesome book called Finish Strong by Dan Green. And my mom, again, is the one who gives me all these awesome books and she gave it to me in what year? In 2016, right after I had done, I'd done my first Ironman, but I hadn't actually um, qualified yet for Kona, which was my ultimate goal. So this was a really instrumental book as I read about all these different people that had had setbacks or different things along the way, but they'd still stuck with the finish line that they really wanted to get to. And the very first one that we're going to talk about is fear of failure. 
And, um, and so you'll have to pick this book up. It's just, it's like a short read, but it's really good. And so the first one that he talks about is, um, his name is Paul Ham. He was an Olympian and he was going to be the first, well, he is since we know, we know the outcome, but he is the first U S man to ever win a world all around title. So, and we know that he won in the Olympics, but the behind story is that he was so close to not like he had messed up on a few, one of the events and that as he, you know, that's the important thing to remember is the fear of failure. And with any of us, when we get to doing things is that we, our brain will try to tell us that we're going to fall or that we shouldn't do this or we're going to fear. And even along the way, we still will make mistakes. And I love that it said in this part, it said he executed beyond failure. So even though he had messed up on, um, one of the events, he still pulled it enough together to realize this isn't the end for me. I'm still going to stick with it. And he, oh, cause he felt, he nearly fell off the platform, but he finished that. And he actually won by like zero, zero point one, two, I believe. Let me just see. Oh yeah. Point zero one, two. That's how much he won the gold by because he stuck with it. And so, so many times when we, even to start something to get to a finish line, we're just, we, it's what we call like failing ahead of time. So I think it's important that when we have these finished lines that we learn that, that we aren't going to give into the failure that even if, you know, along the way we still quote unquote fail, or we, it doesn't look like that we want to, we realize that we can execute beyond that, that that doesn't, that doesn't keep us stuck or stop us. It's just a way of learning how to, to do the next things better or lessons that we can take and learn with us. So I think that's really important. A lot of times that just stops people from even trying anything, but to realize that there's something beyond failure or there's something even behind, even if we quote unquote, doesn't look the way we want to, that's what's defining us more so to tell us that failure doesn't define us. We define our future by moving forward and failure is just lessons to be learned. So I think that's what felt what finish line has us do is that we know that we're going to make it to the finish line. And so the things along the way, even if we, you know, have some setbacks, it's not going to stop us from getting there. It's just going to be something that's a tool because we're going to learn how it's going to help us to be better. And so the next one I think is awesome is that we don't believe we can do something. So something that we haven't done before that would we have, we'd have a finish line in front of us and we're like, well, I've never done that or I've never done it the way I want to. So many times we just, we don't create a belief, but if we taking it back to like coaching is we learn to start believing that we have the power to choose what we want to do, that we can create that what we want to do, that we will do. And I think this awesome, this story is really emulated really well in um, another story that's taken from Finish Strong by Dan Green. And her name was Welma Rudolph. And she, they told her when she was um, a young girl that she would never walk again because, because of polio. And they told her that her foot and her leg, her left foot were not going to be be developed and that she'd have to wear a brace. And her mom wouldn't accept that. And her mom is the one who helped take her to physical therapy and nurse her back. And, um, she goes on to say that my mother taught me very early to believe I could achieve any accomplishment I wanted to. The first was to walk without braces. So she learned at 12 to walk without braces. Then she went on to play basketball for high school and she had to practice really hard and she like refused to give up. But it was at those basketball games when they saw her and they had her going to the Olympics and she went to the Olympics and she, um, she got a bronze medal for the four by hunter relay. 
And then the next four years later in, in 1960, she went and she won three gold medals in, um, in the 100 meter race, the 200 meter race and the four by 100 meter relay. So it just goes to show you that her mom helped her create this belief that she could accomplish anything she wanted to, even with the setbacks. And that's where we have to go to when we don't believe we can do something that a lot of times we think we just have to get into an action. But it is, as I talk about when I talk about the model, that we have the circumstances that would be saying we're going to start something and finish something. But the belief that we can do something or that we can accomplish anything or that we were made to do this is really what will help us get into that energy of empowerment, of encouragement, that we can do that. And then we do the action. And that's the part that we have to work on is really believing that if I want to do this and this is really going to help me, you know, get to the top of that mountain, see the view, have a different perspective, take myself to the next level, I'm willing to do that. Even along with all the hard times that would come with, you know, training for a race or doing our new business or whatever it is, because we're going to have it's pressured, it's going to pressure us when we're having a hard time or back to the mountain image, you know, doing all the switchbacks or falling down or being hot and tired. We're going to have all that, but we're going to have the belief that we can do that. That's going to, what's going to keep us in the race. And that's like when I saw the Leadville racers racing is those people in the middle. When I saw their faces getting tired and hot, they had to dig into a belief that they could accomplish the race, even with the sun coming in, even though it's hard to breathe hard or, you know, making sure they get enough water, all that things. They have to have that belief that will help pull them through. But we can all create that belief that that is afforded to us. And that is something we get to choose. So a lot of times we think that we don't, we don't get a choice and stuff. We get to choose what we want to think and believe about ourselves. That's where we want to create that. And the last thing that I think is awesome that I really want to hone in on is that it helps redefine who we are. It helps redefine our limits because oftentimes we think it's going to be too hard, but the thing is we don't understand and we don't give ourselves credit that we can do hard things. And so when we start realizing we have what's within us to do the hard, we start realizing how much courage we have inside of us that we don't even realize. That's what creates this relationship with us, with ourselves to know we have this, we can tap into the superpower or power within us that we don't often tap into. And this is, this is taken again from the book, but since, you know, I love triathlons, um, in a ABC sports called one of the most defining moments in sport was the Kona in eight in 1982. And, um, if anyone has, is done heard anything about triathlons or this moment is when Julie Moss, she was leading the race and she was a 23 year old, just barely new to triathlons. She was leading the race and she, her redefining what redefine it is that she got so close to the finish line, but she ran out of nutrition and she wasn't prepared for it. And she would fall down and she was, I believe just, you know, feet away from the finish line. But she would get up and think that she could run because she was kind of disillusioned and she'd fall back down again and she'd get up and try to run again and she'd fall back down. And it was, she was leading the race, but at that point, the second place person came and passed her and she ended up crawling across the finish line. And is what, she, is what it went on to say is that she didn't realize all the things that that would do for the rest of her life, how that would redefine her ability and her drive to keep going, even when it was hard. I mean, her body was starting to shut down. Everyone's thing was shutting down, but she was like, I, her will to get to the finish line was greater than even all the physical limitations. And she got there and she got second. And I'm going to read this quote taken from the book. It says, 
At some point in everyone's life, we all have defining moments. Julie's just happened to be captured on film in front of millions of people. She tapped an inner strength that she never knew she possessed and rose above the physical and mental adversity confronting her to achieve her goal. For Julie, this moment in time shifted the course of her life by redefining her physical and mental personal limits. And that's what I think if I can talk about anything about a finish line does, it really helps us see what we meant our mental capacity is to keep pushing when we want to stop because there's always so many elements coming into that. And our physical limitations to be like, I can do so much more than I think I can. And then we take that into all the different areas of our our lives. And we realize that we have this ability that we weren't even tapping into. And so when we are intentionally choosing a finish line, we're intentionally choosing to get to know ourselves better, to have those redefining moments. So then we realize the strength we have within us, the courage that we can muster up, the ability to not let failure define us, that we can execute beyond failure, that that's just a bump in the road. That's just like a switch back on the going to the top of the mountain. And that when we start creating beliefs that we have the ability inside of us to do things we didn't at one time seem possible, that is what finish lines do. And so although it, there is a sense of accomplishment getting across, all of that that I just shared with us is really why I think finish lines make a difference in our lives. And we, we gain this connection with ourselves to realize what we're made of. And that's so awesome. And then it goes on there in this book. It just talks about that most of the time people that, you know, have these, you know, this Julie Moss had this defining moment and then she went on, she went on to do triathlons so much more, but it says here for most of the champions, their great accomplishment was not the end of their greatness. Rather, it was the beginning of great things to come. And I think that is so true that we get to a finish line and that's an accomplishment, but that's usually just the beginning of us realizing once we can tap into ourselves to start redefining ourselves, what we can do with our life to tap into other areas of our life. So it's just is the catalyst to start us into getting us to those top peaks, to see this different view, to see this different perspective, to live in a broader, broadened and expanded view of life. And that's what I want to offer to you is that why choose, why choose finish lines? Not because it's going to make us happier, but because it will offer us all those things that I share with you that instead of being like saying we're going to fail or it's too hard, I don't believe we can start creating that we can believe in ourselves that failure is just part of the process and that hard, we have the ability to do hard inside of us because then we can do, we don't limit what we do in life and we redefine who we are. So I hope this helps and maybe some people want to sign up for some finish line, some sign up for some goals to get to finish lines and whatever that looks like in your life. And I love to help people do that. I love to see what not only the accomplishing the finish line, but what they learn as they do that process. So I can't wait to talk to you guys all next week. All right. Till then. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Would you like to achieve the things you know you want to do? I offer one-on-one coaching and a new program called Team Elevate. 
It is a small group program that lasts six weeks. Inside the program, we work on goals and find strategies to get you through your challenges. I also help you create a food protocol and I create your own personalized exercise program. It's like joining a gym for your body and your mind. You can find out more information on my website at CamiBanks.com or reach out to me on Instagram at CamiBanksCoaching. Also, if you like this podcast, I would love for you to subscribe, rate, and review it and share it with a friend. And most of all, thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Bye-bye.